following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, they are your hosts of the PWT cast, Scrub and Bank! Bang Bang, what is up you guys? Welcome to episode 75 of the PWT cast. It is 2021 and you know what that means. A brand new year for all of us here at the PWT cast. My name is Scrump. And this is the official podcast of Pro Wrestling Tees. We come to you every Monday. Uh, if you already aren't, make sure you're following us over on social media. We're at PWTCast on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Dave, I haven't seen you since last year, buddy. Haven't talked to you <laughs> since last year. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's been a good uh, set of holidays. Um, a lot of family cheer. You know, we, we got a few days off. I know you didn't. You've been working hard uh, at the shop. But uh, how about you? I've been good. I mean, you know, we we had time off at the shop. It's so it's weird. Like these last two, these last two weeks uh, are always like weird, where we, where we work three and then we're off four, um, just because of New Year's Eve and New Year's yeah, Day. And then it's like, and then it's like two weeks in a row that happens. It really throws your schedule off. Exactly. But last, so like last week was you know was uh, Christmas week and Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Obviously, like. You know, just busy with Christmas stuff. Then that yeah. Saturday, uh, went into work. We had to myself, Frank, and Mark uh, had to move some stuff around, and as well as I wound up just working because there was work to be done. And I was like, ah, why not? So I really, really only got like Sunday off. So this day or this week, I tried to cram everything I could uh, Wednesday and Thursday just so that. I wouldn't have to go in or do anything Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, which uh, has been the case. I, I, I've not gotten into work, uh, which is great. I've had a lot of free time to just reorganize the office. Uh, there's things that we we need to kind of move around. A lot more artwork now, uh, like a yes. lot a lot of posters and, and canvases and, and prints and things of that nature that are going up and moving around over here at the the pwt offices but no it's been fine it's been pretty relaxing i've so i've started watching movies uh that i've kind of put off like i i started doing it for a while where i was like i'm just gonna watch a new movie um because if you know anything about us here at the pwt cast is aside from wrestling aside from t-shirts uh you know movies tv pop culture a huge thing that we're uh proponents of you know we we talk about about it you know our friend of the show our aussie friend of the show drew boyd's always talking about scrump and stank's movie corner because it's a favorite segment of his along with a lot of other listeners um but i finally sat down first first thing i watched of 2021 i was like you know what i need to enter the year with with a bang something something fun something i've put off so i i finally watched boogie nights uh boy I, oh boy what a way to start <laughs> which i uh, funny enough, I literally bought it at the beginning of the pandemic. I I, I went to have our uh, disc replay and bought myself Boogie Nights along with a bunch of other movies. Finally, yeah. finally got around to watching it, you know. Uh, but what do you think? Man, is fuck, man, such a great film. It's one of those movies where I sat there and I was like, oh, why did I wait so long to watch this? Like, mm-hmm. it's first off, uh, Jesse's girl's been stuck in my head ever since I watched it. Uh, yep. ever, ever since young skinny Alfred Molina, uh, throwing her, throwing her firecrackers with his his weird Chinese son. <laughs> yeah, 
you know, which like it's it's funny. It's one of those things where that was the one thing I took away from. I was like, wow, look at how young and skinny most of these guys are. Like you see John C. Yeah. Riley, uh, Thomas Jane, who looks like a young little boy, Thomas Jane, but with like uh, like a very clearly fake mustache. Um, and my favorite part is that they try to they try to pass off Mark Wahlberg being seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is just funny, but no. <laughs> yeah, and, which is just really funny. And then the next day, which, you know, how do you follow up Boogie Nights? Of course, I, I watched The Da Vinci Code. Because <laughs> <laughs> also, it's another movie that I was just like, oh, okay, this is something, like, I'm not a really religious person at all whatsoever. I don't know why I said really. Right. I'm not a religious person. But I was like, well, let me watch this. It's Tom Hanks. But it's one of those movies where I've seen it parodied so much and so often that I already knew, like literally, the the minute they introduce fucking uh, spoil, I'm not gonna fucking say spoiler. Movie's been out for a while. Uh, Audrey Tattoo. I'm like, oh okay, she's you know she's yeah. Jesus's granddaughter or whatever the fucking case was. I don't listen. That movie it did not keep my attention for long. I'm not. I'm not gonna it's, lie to you guys. It's not a great movie in retrospect. Not the best, especially considering how often it's been parodied. And I just like, yeah. oh, okay, I already know. Uh, but I one, you know, my my hot take of the week, because um, I know people love my hot takes. And don't worry, Ryan Mears, this isn't a hot take on Wonder Woman uh, eighty four <laughs> because uh, you know I hated the first one. I was never gonna watch the second one. Um, right, but. I've rewatched episodes, Star Wars episode one through three, you know, Phantom Menace, Clone Wars, and uh, Revenge of the Sith. And I got to say, they they hold up. They're good. Like They're not that bad. No, everyone shits on them. Like, everyone shits on them. Honestly, I enjoy them more than four through six. And don't get me wrong, like, there's no good, you know, quote, unquote, good Star Wars movie. Like, they're all cheesy. Right. They're, you know, it's all very cheesy dialogue. Um like it's just it's kids they're kids movies yeah well li- listen to like star wars episodes one through three notorious for boring dialogue setting up the trade federation talks and all that super boring but what do we get out of it? we got darth maul we got qui-gon jinn there's a lot we got duel, duel of the fates mm-hmm. i mean these these are all good trade-offs well like the so. action scenes too they're pretty badass like everyone gives yeah. a, uh Attack of the Clones, a lot of shit. That scene where like all the Jedi show up and they're just running at all the droids and like mm-hmm. all you see are light. Like, it's, I don't it know. Is. Listen, say what you want. I get it. A lot of people, you know, fourth episodes four through five, they're you know they're sacred to them because they grew up on them. I did yeah. not. You know, I I watch Spaceballs, then episode four, and then one through three, and then five and six. Sorry, that that's just the way I watch them. You know that, and so I have I have no emotional. You know, as far I'm just I'm not as attached to those movies as most people are. And I watched one through three, and I was like, you know what, these are way better. And, and sorry, you know, listen, they're all better than the Last Jedi. I think we can all agree. Um, but yeah, though, I mean, aside from that, um, not much. You know, I've been spending these last few days off just relaxing and just reorganizing because, uh, you know, post uh, this Wednesday, 
boy, do we have a lot of work uh, <laughs> ahead cool. of us. As many of you know, you know, and we had the unfortunate passing of John Huber, Brody Lee, Luke Harper. Yeah. However, you know, you you know him, and uh, we. Which first off, what a fucking what a wonderful show! What a wonderful tribute show! A perfect show. Yeah, like from beginning to end, I it was one of those things where I I almost didn't want to watch it right away because i was like i i know i know i'm gonna get emotional and i was just like oh no i'll be fine then they have a 10 bell salute and i'm just like okay okay and then the minute i see cabana like clearly the man's been crying and i have this thing where you know cabana a friend of ours like if i see anyone i know or you know care about crying i instantly want to cry it's just natural reaction it's it's how i am so seeing cabana crying i was like oh man and they start showing those tribute videos i was like oh boy and as soon as eddie kingston comes out and he's just like oh oh my god i oh i was i was a child you know red eyes red eyes as if i was hanging out with brayden harrington you know i was just i couldn't i couldn't keep it like but it it was a great show though yeah i mean to me and like we all know this as wrestling fans. There can be like a lot of uh, a lot of cynicism, um, a lot of sour grapes that happen in wrestling, and like you know, we've talked about it with various guests where you know they don't like you shoot like shoot interviews because there's a lot of airing of grievances and a lot of like dirty laundry. And you know, as sad as the passing of John Huber was, the thing that it did like. <laughs> Convert. He was in the dark order, but conversely, he sh- he shone a light on all of pro wrestling. I mean, just the amount of love that everyone from just about every single wrestling promotion did, and it, you, you can see the outpouring on social media where you know people from WWE, people from Ring of Honor, people from Impact were all talking about how this man touched their lives in a positive way, and you know, it's kind of it's been a mini theme throughout a lot of our interviews where people were talking about it, you know, it's been said it's hard to be a family man in wrestling. And then there's people that have done it. And especially John Huber, because one of the great all time wrestling dads, you know, you, you see all these videos of him with his, his wife and his son and, you know, just completely loving. And, uh, I, I couldn't have, you couldn't have pulled off a better tribute uh, to the legacy of this man. So exactly. And like to see how much he meant to people was, it was very much evident when, you know, we put up the Brody Memorial t-shirt, you know, where all the proceeds are going oh. to his family. Yep. Previously, the record was held by sting who, um, in like 24 hours sold, uh, it was something like what? 2000 shirts. Uh, over that, yeah, yeah. So he and, he sold more than that. Yeah, and that was our highest. Like, oh my god, what are we gonna do? We sold so many of these T-shirts; it's crazy. Fast forward to two hours into the into you know the night, quadruples it, <laughs> quadruple that, shattered the record. And this is like, holy cow! This is amazing. It's amazing to see the like the outpour of people that are just like, okay, yeah, yeah here, take my dollar. You know, I will, well, I will let my wallet speak for me. Well, and here's the thing too. So a little peek behind the curtain for, for some of you guys that, you know, buy a lot of shirts from us. 
generally what we do is like when we put up a shirt and we, you know, we enter a SKU in the system, we set the quantity at 10,000 because I mean, it's, it's really hard for someone to sell out 10,000 shirts, even, you know, across the course of, you know, their career. Like, you know, you'll see like big companies, like not sell 10,000 of one single SKU. And so we were up till like midnight, me and Ryan, we were just watching and we're, we're, we're watching him shatter the record. And then, you know, Ryan's like, you, you got to make a graphic for the new record. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we make it. And then eventually we're like, we're going to run out of, like, we don't want to go to sleep and then uh, not have product for people because it's sold out because he broke the 10,000 barrier. So like we, we added a hundred thousand to the, the skew count. Um, and then even then we're starting like, holy, she's still, he's still selling. Like he was selling like 500 an hour, even, uh, after the initial 24 hours. And like, I mean, what, what a great way to, and, and also here we're, we're in the VIP group and in the pro wrestling tees, regular Facebook page, so many people care so much about John Huber and they're all saying, Hey, can we put out this and give the proceeds to his family? Can we put out this? And it's like, we, his shirt is selling so well. And I think that the shirt is like the best vehicle for one people to show their love for the guy. They can they walk around and people can ask and they can tell the stories. Um, but also like what, what a tribute to the guy just shattering the record and making everyone in the back that's got a print sweat a little bit. <laughs> Which it's funny because so I I talk about how uh, you know Brody Lee he he's someone I wish I could have gotten to know, um, yeah. just based based on everything everyone said about him, and just kind of like what I knew about him you know main mainly like oh he was a Kevin Smith fan that's where the name Brody Lee comes from like a lot of people think it comes from Brody Broser or Bruiser Brody which like uh, maybe but no you know Brody Lee is it's a Mallrats reference. Yeah. Like, uh, which I love. Um, but he's someone I wish you could have gotten to know. And, you know, you hear these stories of all the things he's done for people. Normally around this time at, you know, Pro Wrestling Tees, One Hour Tees, it is slow. Like, it is. People are barely making, you know, 30 hour work weeks. And with myself, you know, being management, like, it, it is. It's a little easier for me to squeeze 40 hours out of a out right. of a work week than it is for somebody else um it's so it's it was one of those things where we we're all kind of just like all right well i guess we have the wrestle kingdom like new year's eve sale to keep us busy for like a week or so yeah and then shoulders being shrugged that when we'll be this busy again well <laughs> uh unfortunately you don't have uh, to worry about that yeah don't have to worry about that and it's kind of like one of those things where it's like oh okay like uh kind of like in death brody you know did this like uh i don't want to say like favor for us but like you know i was kind of just like hey here let me throw you guys a bone if that makes any sense you know it was it was just uh it's awesome like it, it's and it's also one of those things where everyone is not like oh great we, you know we have a million sting shirts to do or you know we have a, a million uh what was it vigilante club shirts to make great no it's very much just like awesome 
cool. Let's print all these Brody Lee shirts because pretty much the last few days it's all been Brody Lee shirts. You know, all Dark Order Brody Lee shirts that have been printed. Like if you you know if you ever go to Pro Wrestling Tees, in the back there's a giant conveyor belt. You know, surrounded by the twelve printers, um, the actual printer you know machines that people printing uh right. but there's like the 12 printers or three different belts and uh yeah all week just been full with brody lee shirts like just even that even then like this week is like what normally should have been like a slow week pretty pretty fucking busy of a week because everyone you know went by in support of brody lee obviously uh brody lee t-shirts and then again you have a uh, cm punk and mcfoley who are like hey all the t-shirts of ours that you buy will donate the proceeds to, you know, to the Huber family as well. So there's a lot of support, a lot of support from yeah. within the, you know, the world of wrestling. So very happy to see that because again, um, life short, you know, we should all be, uh, working together to just, we should all strive to be as good of a human being as, you know, John Huber, the, the late great Brody Lee, uh, was you know uh definitely definitely a legend you know the they yeah. um they people throw that word around a lot you know the legend you know but definitely uh the great and powerful the legend Brody Lee uh you know will, will be missed um but really quickly before we get into uh this week's episode um I wanted to thank the sponsors of the show uh you know without them uh this wouldn't be possible you know they've uh, it's it's very funny to see how like we've all kind of grown together because you know of course you know I'm talking about freelance wrestling uh, m3 toys cryptic closet and gorilla publishing like uh, since we started this endeavor like we've all grown you know obviously and uh, it's awesome because you know the, the people behind those endeavors are, are friends of ours and um, you know I've always just kind of been the kind of person and, you know, yourself as well, where it's like, uh, spread the wealth, spread, you know, spread the love, spread the support. And, you know, whether it's like, Oh, Hey, one person went and bought a, a t-shirt or, you know, signed up for IWTV or bought a comic book from these people, um, because of us, like, awesome. Like I want, I want the world to know how awesome all my friends are. I want the world to know how awesome the things my friends do are. And, uh, there's, there's a lot of that. Like whenever I see people crossing over and like, Oh, I just bought, you know, this Funko pop from M3 toys or, Ooh, I just bought myself a Fanny DeVito fanny pack from the crypto closet. I love that. I love seeing that. And, uh, so yeah, you know, big shout out to the sponsor of the show again, you know, uh, freelance wrestling, you know, catch them over on IWTV's promo code freelance, get a free, uh, 10 day trial. I believe it is, um, cryptic closet, use promo code PWTCast, get a whole ass, uh, 20% off, get yourself a Fanny DeVito fanny pack. You know, it's, it's great to put all your shit in, especially, uh, when you're walking around at the stores and you know, you're conscious about like, Oh, I don't want to touch anything. Keep, you know, keep your hand sanitizer in there and not have to worry about anything. Uh, as well as M3 toys, use promo code PWTCast, get a whole ass 10% off. They just got in. Speaking of Fanny DeVito, they just got in there. Uh, it's always sunny Funko pops, which I myself need to go pick up, uh, as I'm staring at my, uh, Charlie day as a director, uh, for, uh, the, the Nightman 
um, play Funko Pop right now. Uh, and then, of course, last but not least, Gorilla Publishing. Go and pick up one of their wonderful books. Uh, Julio and the boys over there and the girls uh, putting a lot of work on those books. So go pick them up and uh, you know let them know how you feel about these books. Uh, Dave, we should go ahead and get into this week's interview. It was such a fun chat that we had with Matt Cardona. Um, kind of went all over the place. You know, there's definitely, uh, for those of you who enjoyed our Star Wars talk up front, uh, <laughs> definitely a lot more of it coming your way. And, uh, yeah, Matt, Matt's someone that I, I love talking to because uh, as we talk about it, like, he's as much of a nerd as we are, you know? Absolutely, yeah. And there he's is much more of a hard body than we are, though. <laughs> yeah, definitely, uh, you know, spends a lot more time uh, yeah. with the dumbbell or two. But yeah, that's always my favorite thing, and in talking about this podcast with new people, like, uh, um, like full transparency, like this week has been a lot of a uh, lot of me on Tinder, uh, a lot of uh, talking phases, which I never want to do ever again. I, it's the worst. Like, what do you do? And oh, okay, where are you? From? Like, it's just the worst. Ooh, you yeah. know, and. and you know whatever like listen you're you're lucky that you you know you you married your best friend because you don't have to go through any of that i'm but, out of the game oh you're out of <laughs> yeah um and with lucky annie but yeah. uh like when people are like oh so we're doing i'll be like ah, i you know i host this podcast and i was like oh interesting what is it about and oftentimes i'm like well it's a wrestling podcast i guess by virtue of the fact that we work at pro wrestling tees and we talked to pro wrestlers or people within the world of wrestling. I was like, but not really in the sense of like, we spend a lot of time talking about TVs and movies and just pop culture in general. And that is always my favorite, you know, like, don't get me wrong. I, I enjoy talking wrestling with people because it is always interesting. A lot of, a lot of different people have different views on, you know, on wrestling. And, you know, sometimes you get, uh, you get like a, a horn squaggle or a Daphne, who have, or even like a Blue Meanie, who've been around for so much wrestling that it is interesting to hear their stories. Uh, but then sometimes you get someone like, uh, you know, an Ethan Page or a Brody King or a Killer Cross, where you you know you talk about the the little intricacies of what makes them them and um, the things that they're super into, and that's always fun as well, you know. And that's very much the case with like this week's episode, where you know we talk some Star Wars, we talk some Back to the Future, we talk micro brawlers, just toys in general, and that you you know it's like that is at the crux like what this show is it's just you know a, a bunch of nerds talking about nerdy shit uh and i'm proud of it and i i, I love it and th- again anytime you do get the chance to tag to matt cardona it's always fun because there is there's never like oh okay what do we talk about now like no yeah. like he's very much you and i are very much oh we're gonna wear hard on our sleeves and we're mm-hmm. gonna be unapologetic about the nerdy shit that we like this man is very much the same way except uh, again, his sleeves are much, much bigger because uh, <laughs> he has to take his shirt off for a living. Uh, so without any further ado, let's go ahead and uh, get into this week's episode uh, with Matt Cardona. Dave, we were lucky enough to have this gentleman on before when he was uh, making his way through the PWT shop, which is always a fun thing, seeing people's first like times at pro wrestling tees. Yeah. Because uh, for the most part, people think it's just a retail store, but 
there it's always changing even since the last time this gentleman was here uh so many more additions so that's always fun you guys may know him as the internet champion the thousand dollar broski uh here at pro wrestling tees though we refer to him as the michael jordan of wrestling figure collecting because if you think you have you know you have the best wrestling figure collection uh it pales in comparison to this man's uh we're of course talking about this week's guest matt cardona matt how are you doing I'm doing a lot better after that intro. Holy <laughs> shit. You're really pumping my tires on that. I really appreciate that. I mean, that's it's one of our favorite things, you know, uh, gassing you guys up so that you guys know how. Because we, you know, here at the at the PWT cast, it's always about, like, friends of the show and people that we admire that we want to talk to. It's never just like, oh, this week's we're going to have yeah. this person to get, let's uh, get the dirt. Yeah, let's get the dirt. No. Uh, right. So, you know, we, we love to let you guys know how, uh, how important you are. Uh, but, oh, yeah. Yeah, but kind of off the bat, you know, we mentioned like you, how you're the Michael Jordan of wrestling figure collecting, and that is a thing that people know you for. You're notorious for, have been for years. Um, but there's another thing that you're really passionate about that myself and Dave are also super passionate about because as much as this is like a, the the Pro Wrestling Tees podcast, there tends to be a lot of Star Wars talk. Uh, and, you know, with uh, Mandalorian at the time of this recording just having aired their last episode – we we got to get your thoughts on on Mando at least this season of Mando. Uh, how have you been enjoying it so far? Uh, I, I definitely have been enjoying it. Uh, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Got I always kind of knew what it was, but it wasn't until like the uh, those special editions in the mid '90s that I really really got into it. Um, so those are the ones that I grew up on, and uh, you know of course I saw the prequels and <laughs> not really in love with them. You know even yeah. now like I can I can watch them. Um, and I appreciate them for what, what they did. You know, they brought back star Wars, but not my favorites, not the ones I'd recommend to somebody who never saw star Wars before. Um, you know, and then even the, the newer movies, I, I loved the force awakens. Like I loved it, loved it, loved it. And, um, you know, episode seven and eight didn't really love, you know, but I, I'm not, you know, I'm not a writer. I, I sh- I'm not going to sit here and say what they should have done. Uh, just it just didn't didn't really connect uh, with me, uh, but Mandalorian definitely has. And and this past episode, I mean, holy shit! Like, cool. uh, I had goosebumps. I I had a boner. Uh, it was amazing. <laughs> well, it's one of those things where, and because Dave and I even we talked about it. Like everyone knew, Grogu called a Jedi, so a Jedi is coming. And it is always fun to hear everyone's theories on who is it, who's going to show up. Right. Like there was a lot of like, it's Mace Windu. He's still alive. Or they're gonna bring in this person from the from the animated show or whatever, but then when you when you see that ship fly in, yeah, you're like, no, 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 it has to, it's it's gonna be someone else. They're pulling the wool over our eyes, and you start seeing all that hallway footage. And for me, it was the minute I saw that green lightsaber, I was like, okay, yeah. I was like maybe. But then you see the metal arm, and I'm like, holy shit, that's Luke Skywalker. Well, to me too, like the magic of it was, I think they set up like a fake out earlier in the season with uh, those two X-Wing fighters. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, they're going to come back later. And then you see one come in and you're like, oh, could that be them? And then like, even when they were guessing which Jedi is going to answer Grogu's call, they're like, it could even be Luke Skywalker. But that was kind of like the far out, you know, long odds guy. But Well, because it, it, it's the easy answer, right? Yeah. Everyone wants to say Luke Skywalker, especially knowing that like in that in the setting of the show, he's still there. He's still yeah. You, know, you didn't really believe it, no, until you saw it. Yeah, and now, like it, it's 
again it's cool because it brings back so many people like it, it's almost similar to wrestling when you hear like oh sting is back and there's so many like wrestling fans who are like wait what really because i can imagine now you know if you mention hey luke skywalker shows up in this last episode people who've kind of been hesitant on mm -hmm. star wars and kind of like you know as matt mentioned as after those last two star wars movies because uh i like myself um well, the first star wars anything i saw was actually space balls so <laughs> wow well yeah when i wound up watching uh you know the, the first three star wars i was like this isn't what a bunch of ripoffs yeah <laughs> i was like this isn't funny at all i you know as compared to to space balls uh but like yeah those that was it seven and eight kind of also left like a bad taste in in my mouth at least as a star wars fan and it's the same thing like we can all sit around and argue about how it should have happened yeah. but like at the end of the day I, there's no situation in which disney's like holy shit did you see what this matt cardona said like he's he's right, right. <laughs> like we should let's let's just get everyone back together well yeah. if it's cool with everyone we'll pretend it just didn't happen um but no that that was definitely like really and i did i appreciate them getting uh getting him out of the helmet a little bit more mm -hmm. Uh, right, because especially when you find out like earlier in the season where they're just he's like, oh, you're like you're part of this like crazy religious like group where you don't have to keep that on at all times. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm definitely very excited to see like what this because they had they did confirm a, th a third season, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, and then especially with like the the post credits of uh, did you stick around for the post credits? Oh yeah, so uh, you know. Uh, I knew, um, I knew that something big had happened, but I, I'm like, okay, let me, you know, watch this before I go to the gym. Let me w watch it as soon as I wake up. And I heard, you know, stick around for the post credits, um, <laughs> because I wouldn't have. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that was really, really cool. And, uh, you know, I guess I maybe wasn't paying attention. Like I had no idea that the child called a Jedi. So I wasn't expecting, uh, anybody to, uh, you know, I wasn't like, Ooh, who's it going to be? I had no idea that that was even happening. I guess I wasn't paying attention. Uh, but when that X-wing, uh, fighter showed up exactly like you said, I was like, no, it can't be. And yeah. then you see the green, you see the hand and you're like, wow. Um, and then like, you're like, okay, well they did this with princess Leia in rogue one and it, it looked great. Yeah. Um, you know, my only concern is like, okay, it's great for one, you know, one scene, but like, are we going to keep this up? Like, what are we going to do? Like, I don't know. That's the only, uh, the only issue I can see in the future. See, I've like, I've talked about it forever now where like bring in Sebastian Stan, who, who plays the winter soldier, you know, in the Marvel mm -hmm. movies, because he like him and Mark, good likeness. yeah, him and Mark Hamill are constantly like, Hey dad, Hey son, because right. they do resemble each other. And, uh, like I think for this episode, it you know it's fun, okay to to use that like de aging technology, um, but like going forward, like you mentioned, like if we're gonna see more of Luke, you you can't you know like there's, there's some like uncanny valley about it where if you stare at him too long, you're like okay this I I would not be able to sustain eight episodes of yeah. looking at him like that as opposed to if again if they're like hey if it's all cool with everyone like this guy's gonna step in and. Yeah. We can all pretend it's Luke because, again, if, if you have a whole season of him looking like that, that's just, I don't know, a little yeah. weird. Yeah, and maybe they'll kind of, you know, kind of protect it, kind of like Undertaker does the cinematic matches now where yeah. they'll only have him for a couple scenes, you know, which I'm fine with. If it's a, here and there, cool. But if, if you yeah. have to see him every episode with close-ups, yeah, that might be a little odd. Yeah. yeah. The, the other thing I liked, too, was Moff Gideon just being a complete shitheel the whole time. And he was just so cocky, and he's like, ah, you guys are going to fight each other later. 
And then he sees Luke, and he's like, oh, shit. And then he tries to kill the child, and then he tries to blow his own head off. And they're like, no. <laughs> he was just so scared of Luke. It was great. Well, that that was the one thing, too, that I was surprised. Like, every now and then, Disney will, like, like something will happen in a Disney property that I'm like, oh. Yeah. I think they would go there. And when he, he tries to actually, like, shoot himself, I was like. Well, and then Mando also mm-hmm. breaking the Stormtrooper's neck with the staff. I was like, holy shit. That's like, crazy. Like, how cool is that scene, though, when when, uh, when Mando and Moff Gideon are, like, they're just dueling back and forth where he has the, the Baskar spear and then yeah. the with the Darksaber? Pretty sweet. Yeah, it was it was one of those things. It was spe- especially even earlier in the episode where you saw Sasha Banks hit a tornado DDT on Boba Fett. Like that, yeah. that was one of <laughs> those ridiculous. It was insane, but very much like, yeah, I, at the beginning of the season, I never would have thought that, uh, like even my wildest predictions, I could have done yeah. a list of them and I would have never like have thought that would be a thing. But I think that's also like very cool. And it's kind of reminiscent of like early two thousands movies, whenever they would have like, uh, some sort of wrestler in a movie and they would always be hitting some like a spine oh, buster. Like, uh, the rock always hits that rock bottom yeah. in like a bar or wherever mm-hmm. the streets. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it's definitely like, especially with star Wars. So even with star Wars guns, just as a general, they announced like, Hey, here's a slate of show for like the next five to 10 years. Um, did you see anything out of there that like particularly stuck out to you? Like I know myself, I'm so hyped for that Obi-Wan show. Yeah. Obi-Wan. Yeah, I mean, I'm almost uh, afraid, not that the shows won't be good, that the shows will be good and that I'll have to get all these uh, these action figures to to coincide with that. So that's kind of like my big fear is like, oh, shit, like all these more, uh, I, you know, because originally, you know, I thought I thought Star Wars was done and like, OK, well, now we're going to do uh, Mandalorian. OK, well, fuck, that's Mandalorian figures. Well, now we're going to do this show and this show. It's like, oh, my God, like I don't have the real estate for all these toys and I can't quit. So I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, which is funny because that like that is a thing that I hear from other toy collectors. We have a employee at the shop named Juan who, when the boys was airing, I was just praising it nonstop. I'm like, dude, you have Prime, you have to check out the boys, you have to watch it. And his his reasoning for not watching it was, I know I'm going to like it, I know I'm going to get like emotionally invested in it, but they just announced the Funko Pops. He goes, and I I can't. He goes, I know I'm going to want to have to buy yeah. all of them. I, I won't be able to just buy like one or two. And even with myself recently, like uh, when we moved into this office space, I had a bunch of them in box. And I was like, ah, you know what? I'll, I'll display them and I'll take them out. But I won't buy any more. I'm like, I'm just going to display the ones that I have. And now like 100 Funko Pops later, I'm like, okay, I'm running out of office space. And like it, it's the same thing. Like you mentioned, you, you, you find a new show. Because with me, I was like, oh, I have all the Doctor Strange and Iron Man. And then Marvel every few months are like, no, you don't. Yeah, here's yeah, here's some special variation, <laughs> right, right. and it is kind of so. I I definitely see where you're coming from because it was at one point easy to say, oh, I have all the Star Wars toys. Yeah, but now yeah. like, oof. and that and that's the main reason why I haven't uh, gotten into the Clone Wars series because <laughs> I. Uh, didn't get any of those toys because I didn't need to because I didn't really you know I know I knew they were canon but I didn't really count them but now that so many of the characters and storylines are being involved uh, in the Mandalorian where it's like oh shit do I need to go watch yeah. these shows to uh, appreciate these episodes more and if I do will I need to buy these toys um, it's a real sickness you know. <laughs> Well, that's the thing for me too. Like, 
I've been primarily collecting like the NECA Ninja Turtles, but then like you know the Mandalorian with Beskar armor came out with the Black Series, and I was like, I've I've never bought a Star Wars Black Series figures, but I, I'll buy this. And then they had a little Grogu, so I bought that. And then as soon as I saw Boba Fett come out of the Slave One with like a repainted armor set and like the black robe, I was like, "Well, shit! Now I got to get a Boba Fett." It's I already feel myself slipping down the slope. Yeah, it's uh, it's real bad. So like the the Star Wars figure line, um, it's very very confusing, and there's there's so much going on at once. But uh, you know, so I I have the original the original ones from like the seventies and eighties. Even though I didn't grow up on those, I you know I feel like if I'm the Michael Jordan of not just, you know, if I'm the Michael Jordan of wrestling figure collecting and I have this reputation, yeah. I can't, I can't have those power of the force that you can get at any vintage toy stop, a store right now, because those figures just as great as they are. And I have all those, but they're, they're valueless, you know? Right. So I couldn't just have those on display. I needed the originals, the Kenners, uh, the Kenners. That's yeah. right. Um, and then I got into like around the time of force awakens, I got into the six-inch black series because mm-hmm. um, I thought it was cool that Star Wars is finally in like that six-inch scale to go with like you know a wrestling figure or anything like that. Uh, but it wasn't until like this past week that I broke down um, on the line called the Vintage Collection. Mm-hmm. So it's like the three and three-quarter scale with the more articulation, um, and I've been just going crazy on Amazon and eBay. <laughs> And I don't even know like what I'm doing. Like I don't know what the game plan is. I don't. Uh, I don't want to get everybody. I don't want to get. You know, I'm definitely not gonna get every single guy in the line. But like, am I just gonna do like quote unquote top guys? Am I gonna do like some sub characters? I don't know. So I'll, I've been buying too much stuff. And I know when it finally shows up in the next couple of days, I'm probably gonna make cuts before I even open them. But uh, it's it's an addiction, you know. And uh, again, this is something I do not have room for to display in my toy room. So I don't know what I'm doing with these. Well, for me, I'm that way um, with, like I mentioned, those, those NECA Ninja Turtle figures. I think you're actually the person that started me down this dark path. Cause I saw, oh, a, I saw a video <laughs> and you know, you had a nice, a really nice display case with all the figures. And I emailed you and I said, Hey, I really love your case. And you talked with me about it. And I was like, ah, maybe I'll get one. And now my entire work desk is just full of, Ninja Turtles paraphernalia, right? Um, there's just, there's something about like the NECA line of Ninja Turtles, especially like the movie stuff. That like, uh, I mean, those those figures are not only are they like phenomenal figures. If it, it really feels like, uh, you know, the characters are jumping out of your TV, yes. yeah, onto your desk or your display case or whatever, uh, however you display them. But the thing is, like, I think I, I've talked about this before, like the stigma. Of like you know the forty year old virgin and that guy has all these figures on display uh, and he's a loser he's a virgin like we're trying to break that with the major wrestling figure podcast yeah. because that's not the way it is anymore you know like you go to San Diego Comic Con these things like the the tickets are like impossible to get mm-hmm. uh, you know if, if comic books are 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 cool and and video games are cool then fuck it. Uh, toys should be cool too, um, and like the, these these NECA turtles, uh, you know, they didn't make. You go back in time; they did not make original uh, turtle movie figures back in the day. So now, right. thirty years later, they're making them. These are not for kids; these are for adults. Yeah. NECA knows what they're doing, um, and they're they're great, great figures. Whether you want to keep it in the box or like I do, I, I let them breathe and I display them. Uh, you know, and some people, you know, these figures are so like articulated, you can put them in crazy poses. Uh, typically I don't do that just because I don't have the room. So they're just like lined up and, and, you know, 
uh, <laughs> like they're an army or, or something, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm still waiting for my Super Shredder to come in. I I pre-ordered it late. It's supposed to come in December, but yeah, I've got uh, I've got like the Iron Throne from Game of Thrones, and I've got uh, you know the regular Shredder sitting there, and then I've got like a whole army of foot soldiers kind of like surrounding him, and uh, this whole line is great. The only thing I wish is like so they got like the the quarter scale, like the really tall ones, then they got the six inch ones. I really would like a four inch set, like. Like the G.I. Joe size, I think that would be super sweet. I don't think they'll ever do it, though. Yeah, I mean, I think right now they have so much going on because yeah. now, you know, at first, like, you know, I've been collecting these these NECA turtles for a while, but NECA has had the, the, the licensed Ninja Turtles for like almost a decade, if not more. But it was just like they only had um, at first the the uh, the comic. Mm-hmm. So and I wasn't I never really read the comic, so I didn't get any of those. And it wasn't until like one of the the Comic Cons, the San Diego Comic Cons, that I think they did. Um, maybe the video game first. I don't remember the order, but they did like the video game ones. Then they did the cartoon. Then they did the movie. And it was only like comic cons that they were able to do this. And then something happened with Nickelodeon. They were able to release more and the other characters. So, that's, that was another situation where I thought, like, okay, I have all of these, but then they're making, you know, Super Shredder and Tokon Razor and Bebop and Rocksteady and April O'Neil. And now for the cartoon, they're making all these characters who I don't even know who they are. I don't even know their name. You know, like, I know they were in the cartoon, like the uh, Triceratops guy, you yeah. know, like, but – but it's like, okay, now do I need to get them all now? And this is where I kind of pump the brakes a little bit and I have to be a little more selective because I just I don't have the room for it. Yeah, for sure. Like, well, and also, like, if you guys are fans of the NECA movie Turtles, you actually have a pull quote on the box. How did you pull that off? Yeah, so, yeah, uh, it's funny. It's like, uh, so they, for one of the San Diego Comic-Cons, they, they put the, I think it was the first time they, they did the Turtles, the movie Turtles. They did it in like a giant VHS box. And instead of like movie critics on the back, it was toy critics, you know, reviewing the figures. And, and they asked me uh, if they could do it. I said, fuck yeah. And then they said, should we ask WWE? I said, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it says, it says like Zack Ryder on there. And I was like, yeah. I looked at it, I was like, holy shit, how do you get on this box? But, well, I mean, yeah. even I, I remember myself watching the like the Funko documentary and you popping up in there. And like, it's kind of like you mentioned breaking the stigma of like the, the toy collector being the, you know, the 40 year old virgin loser. And that's true. Like, I like personally, every like hardcore toy collector that I know. Uh, it's, it does not fall into that category. Like I could, you know, if I showed someone a picture of you, unbeknownst of who you are, and I'm like, what do you think that? Obviously, aside from being handsome and bodybuilding, yeah. what is this oh, man you. very passionate about? Look at this tan hard body. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure that like you know if yeah. they would automatically be like, oh, toy collecting. But again, it is that stigma of because you know you mentioned like the San Diego Comic Con. You go there, and for someone who just hears Comic Con. They imagine, you know, something out of The Simpsons with just a yeah, bunch of sweaty neck beards. Yeah, you know, just and there are a lot of that, but it's a lot that. of everybody. It is, you know, there's yeah. a lot of everybody. It is yeah. a lot of that, like a lot of women, a lot of you know, younger people, older people. It is just it has it's become a thing, you know. And so now with everyone, it being so much more inclusive, like I think it it's about time that we all kind of realize, like, hey, no, it, it's okay. It's going to it's going to be the you know, sixty-year-old grandmother and the twenty-one-year-old fucking uh, you know farmer who are both collecting these. Yeah. And of course, you're gonna have you know you mentioned your your neck beard, who's gonna be very adamant about like 
the pristine, the how pristine, yeah. you know, the, the, the boxes and all oh, the toy, it should actually be this shade of red instead of that shade of oh, red. Trust me. I, listen, I get very specific. We break that down <laughs> on the podcast as well. But when we, when we started the podcast, we, we just thought, okay, well, we, it's a, uh, you know, this, this niche of a niche of a niche, like you need to like, like wrestling podcast, you need to like wrestling <laughs> and you need to like wrestling figures enough to want to listen. So we just thought it'd be this, this small group of, of people. And it was at first, but then we didn't realize that people would just give it a chance because they, you know, they liked Brian or I, uh, and like, you know what, like either they, they, they had a figure when they were a kid and it got them nostalgic and they bought that and then they started buying a couple more or that, or there's some people who listen and, and don't buy anything, just are entertained by, you know, uh, by, by the show. And then trust me, there are a lot of people out there who hate us, who hate the show and that, Hey, Hey, that's perfectly fine. That's cool. I'm not going to try to, you know, sway anybody's decisions. Anybody can have their opinion, but like, I think about it like this, like if I was, you know, a wrestling fan, which, you know, pretend I never got into the business and let's say it's like the, the attitude era and, and too cool have a podcast about wrestling figures. I'm going to think it's the coolest fucking thing ever. <laughs> I don't care if they're Austin and the, you know, like if the, the guys who, you know, are doing the thing that I love are passionate about what I'm passionate about. I would love it. Uh, but listen, I know there's so many, there's so many haters of, uh, and that's fine. I don't care. Uh, about the the haters and the doubters when it comes to my career or this podcast, I care about making our supporters, uh, you know, making them proud, making them happy. That's what I care about, you know. And and speaking of like, you know, uh, pro wrestling tees and haters, I think uh, the microbrawler community <laughs> wants to have me, uh, you know, hung publicly. Uh, <laughs> they do not like me right now for some reason. Uh, but hey, listen, I, I love these microbrawler figures and. I do believe that they should be uh, more, you know, more uh, collectible, more respected. Like they shouldn't be in these little baggies. Yeah. You know, they should be on nice cards. And do I think every single one needs to be limited edition? Absolutely not. Do I think some need to be really hard to get limited edition? Absolutely yes, because there is no denying that there are more eyes than ever on the micro brawler product. And like this is just like the infancy, in my opinion, of of what these can be. You know, I'm not saying these need to turn into like hundred dollar things. I, I, no way, but there should be a couple of those in there, and there already are some. Like I, I've been rebuying some some old ones that I that I missed out on, uh, like like British Bulldog and and Ricky Steamboat and Roddy Piper. Those are already going for like three hundred bucks, and that's that's like in the little baggie. You know, that's like before they were really anything. So I think we could really turn this line into something for everybody, for people who just want to casually get whoever they want and people who are like, you know what? No, like I need to – I want I want to like get some really hard to get ones. So I think you know, if you want to collect something that you could just go online or go into a store and get it whenever you want, you need to collect gum or something like that because there's nothing – there's no, there's no uh, toy line. There's no sneaker. There's nothing that you can just get whatever you want whenever you want it. So, so – I- You've reached the subject. Yeah, let's talk about it. So, like, I design all the micro brawlers, um, and I was in the micro brawler group. And so, yeah, there was a lot of people that were complaining about, you know, the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast four set being limited edition. And then, of course, you know, you had the Kurt Angle and all that stuff. And, like, Ryan kind of put it in perspective. We've released you know, over a hundred of these and only a couple things were limited drops and these guys were losing right. their minds. And right. it's like, you know, yeah, if, could we make infinity of them and hopefully people would buy infinity of them and everyone would be happy? Sure. But that's not the way it works out. And I really think 
you know, you were talking about we're really seeing the infancy of how these things are being perceived. Part of that is because of those limited drops. I think one hundred percent. Yeah, we, because we had stock of a bunch of the boxes sitting around that weren't selling, and the second we're like, "Hey, there's only a few of these," people were going nuts about them. You know? Okay, so when I went to, to Pro Wrestling Tees like last year, yeah. there was. I don't know if this should be made public or, or could it, be made public, but I'm making fine, it public. Yeah. There was literally like boxes, boxes. of these fucking brawlers. Yes. Boxes. Like you could not give them away. You had to you had to make them on sale. Not they weren't for sale. They weren't just for sale. They were on sale. Yes. They're in these like these mystery bundles. Like you that's listen, this is <laughs> I say this on the podcast a lot. It's the toy business, not the toy friendship. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> this is a bit <laughs> like that's that's great for like somebody who wants to go on. Oh, let me just go get Blue Meanie or whoever. That's great, and I do think some should be like that. Yeah. But they that's not a sustainable business. No. It, it, if you want to make money and make these really cool and and make these as cool as possible, you need to limit some. I'm not saying yeah. they should all be limited. And this thing with the Vader, the 24 hours, yes. awesome, awesome. I think it's great. I think it gives people the opportunity. I think you need to do a little bit of everything. I think you should do some 24 yeah. hour drops. I think you should do some limited of a hundred drops, maybe limit of a thousand, maybe limited of 50. And then you have the ones that are more mass produced. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think you need everything because there's so many different types of collectors. And I, I joke around that I'm the Michael Jordan of wrestling for collecting, but I don't think I have the best collection. I don't think anybody who's to say what the best collection is. It's all relative, right? We all collect in our own way. And that's what makes collecting so special. And that's what we preach on the major wrestling figure podcast. So if certain people want to be a completist or if certain people want to just get the guys they like, or if certain people want to get this or that, it doesn't matter. There's no right or wrong way to collect. And trust me, I understand if you were collecting these figures and they were like 15 bucks and you can just get them whenever you want. And now all of a sudden, like they're hard to get. And some of them on the secondary market go for a lot of money. I could understand your frustration and why you're mad. But, like, if you're a true fan of the product, don't you want it to get bigger and better than ever yes. before and more eyes? Because, trust me, if there's more eyes on the product, Pro Wrestling Tees is going to have more uh, desire to make the product bigger and release more people and release more colors and release more variants, maybe accessories. Who, you never know how, how big this line could possibly get. Yeah, that's just my opinion, and people hate me for it, and that's fine. I'm sorry if you hate me. I love you right back. No, and I think you've done a real good job of kind of championing that sort of thing. Like, um, well, for instance, like you could have easily got some some of the things you looked at eBay on, like through other means. But like you said, it was part of the chase. Like that's the fun part of being a collector, and. To be fair, not for every collector. Like some people just like it easy and they'll buy no, whatever they can no, get. First of all, first of all, the chase sucks. It sucks. Trust me. I'm even when we drop the major wrestling figure podcast figures, whether it be the ringside collectibles ones or the pro wrestling tees ones, I went on there and I tried to get them because that's that's my sickness. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So the the, the, the four pack, the pro wrestling tees one, I got the ringside collectible ones. I didn't get. Obviously, yes, I got a sample. Of course, they're my right. goddamn figures. But I want like the the three that 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 mm -hmm. that you know it's like the old school like trying to get like a, a raw or nitro ticket when the internet first came out or something like like that's how when it was that crazy uh, i love it and i love hunting in stores and you know the 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 high of getting that figure is so it's so great but like that low of missing <laughs> out trust me it sucks yeah. and i've been dealing with it 
for years and I will continue to. That's just that's what collecting is, man. Yeah. Yeah. Very like when there was a time there was a time and point where everyone, not everyone, like a handful of us at Pro Wrestling Tees, we were super into uh, like Funko Pops. Funko Pops. Yeah. And it would it would legitimately be. Uh, Hey, this you know this target over here at this location has six of these. Go go go! Someone go! And you know it's always like okay, you rush over there. You know you you run over to the toy section and you're kind of just looking around and you're like, oh fuck, all six are gone or oh my god, there's only three left, so I'll just take these. There is something to that. There is something to the chase because like you mentioned, if you could just walk, if you could just walk into a Walmart and you know they're like, here you go, man. Here's all these Star Wars figures. It's like oh okay. Thanks. Yeah. But no, there is something to the chase. And I think because there is there is a lot of people who I think with the micro brawler specifically, we're so used to that. We're so used to Ryan having an abundance, an abundance yeah. that, it, you know, that it came to a point where he's like, all right, we're, we're discontinuing these. But I don't know. To me, it's it has been very like childish the way a lot of these people have reacted. And it's not everyone in that. And group. it's not everyone. There's yeah, a, like there's a vocal no, minority. There, there's you know there's so many. There's a lot of people. There was actually a thread up the other day um, about how they were like, oh, we miss Ryan because Ryan was just getting harassed. Yeah. Nonstop on there about things that like, you know, I, I, you would be so lucky if you know. Think about if. Uh, I don't know who's in, who's in charge of uh, Apple these days. If it was still Steve Jobs, you know, if Steve if, Apple, yeah, if you had a complaint about your iPhone and you could you could talk to Steve Jobs and be like, hey, listen, hey, you uh, piece of shit, you know, the the home button, there's something wrong with it or the battery, and he would say, okay, well, let me let me talk to my people, see what I can do. Yeah, that luxury isn't a luxury afforded to everyone, but I think because Ryan made himself so open and for the most part he is a very approachable, easy guy to talk to, like it wasn't a lot of like. Oh, you know what I think would make the product better? It was why didn't I get one? Why didn't I get one? Yeah. Oh, I was in the bathroom. I was at so, work. So, and some guy said that they were changing their cat litter box it, for thirty-two minutes. Yeah, it right. just, like listen, this, there's a difference between uh, differing opinions and just being an asshole. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody can have a different opinion, and trust me, with the, with the podcast, we 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 want the opinions. What can we do better? What can we tweak? I may not agree, but you know what? At least I want to know. I want the feedback, but the the feedback can be presented in a respectable Respect. way. Yeah, you well, know what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. for the Vader drop, this this has been in the works for a while now, and like we got the feedback from a lot of people about like the limited drops and like like for instance, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle just wanted 150. That's all he wanted, and the way we released it, that's what he wanted. Like at Pro Wrestling Tees, like we're here at the service of the wrestlers, right? So right. we're not going to step on his feet. That's what he wants. That's what he gets. And then people would, you know, we got some armchair businessmen saying, this is the dumbest business model I've ever seen. Why didn't you make like a thousand of, you're leaving so much money on the table. Oh, that that, that is so wrong because this is how we, this is the, here, it's, it's very simple. I'm going to lay it out there for people and whether they like me or not, (laughs) there is no disputing this fact that for something to be successful, right? A product, especially a collectible, the uh, demand demand needs to be greater than the supply. Yes. And if it's the other way around, going it's not going to work. Yeah, it's the wrong way. It, if if you want a true success, the demand needs to be greater than the supply. Because, like you said, these things were readily available. There were boxes of them on Pro Wrestling Tees. Yes, boxes, boxes. They were just there. They were just they were just there, collecting dust. Yeah, and it's a shame. Well, so like this Vader thing came about, and then 
we're like, okay, to me, the Vader one's like the coolest one I've ever made. I was really excited. And then Ryan's like, all right, these guys are complaining. Let's try and cater to them and they'll be excited. So we plan this. We'll do a 24-hour drop. It'll kind of be limited because it's you know time-based, but we're going to give them fair warning. They can buy as many as they want. We'll see how this model goes. And I was genuinely like like a dad on Christmas. I wanted to see the, the community, how they would react. And there were people like, that's fine, but we put a little joke. We, we hope the collectors will be happy with this business decision. It was kind of like an inside joke between all of us. Sure. It's like, uh, but that was a little snarky. And, I, and then I came to realize some of you guys, we could deliver them to your house for free, and you'd find, <laughs> you'd find something to complain about. And I was like, I, I love these things so much, you know, because, you know, I'm designing them. Me and Ryan are working together with them. And it's really genuinely nice to see people collect them and, and have, like, a real enthusiasm for them. But then there's always the wet blankets. And I was like, I don't want any of this to spoil how I feel about the product. I was like, I got to leave. Some of you guys are great. Some of you guys need to work on the delivery message. And, you know, and I'm not saying, Hey, kiss our ass. No, not at all. But we listen to you and we try, we're trying to do right by you. And you're still complaining about something. I don't see what, what there was to complain about. So, but I, I I was in that, that Facebook group for, I think less than 24 hours. They smell blood (laughs) in the water. (laughs) Um, But listen, listen, I'm, I get hate every single day on social media and it causes the territory. That's fine. And uh, I'd be lying if I didn't say that one, every once in a while got under my skin because for the most part, I think it's funny. I think it's comical but every once in a while one gets under my skin and i think that's natural that's normal but like guys like i just don't understand why there needs to be this hate for something you love so much if you really love it if you truly love it you got to think big picture like um, the more popular it gets the more like i know it was like your little baby and i get that and and trust me like i understand like i people think i just got into micro brothers like last week which is not true like i've been into it for about a year or so i've had a collection uh have i been in since day one absolutely not right i'll admit that right away um but when we got the the stomp and paradise brawlers i was like so i'm like yes like once we got those i'm like all right let me go back now and let me make sure i get the guys i want and then when we were talking about doing the 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 four pack and the variants i'm like you know what like we need like a box we need these like because they're, they're in the little baggie like what do you you can't display that what do you right. do, like thumbtack it to your wall well you know it, what i'm saying which some people do yeah no right right but like i get it but like they need to be in a box i'm sorry they do and if you get someone's autograph do you want it like teeny tiny on yeah. that little like cardboard thing or you want it nice on the bubble like that's how i'm thinking about it well, and listen this is just my opinion i am not right or wrong here well, and that's part of the considerations we've made. Like, it's easy to get those those baggies with the little, you know, the the stapled tops. Those are cheap and easy. And like, you know, at a time when they weren't so popular, and we had to mass produce some for you know for the crate and stuff, it was great. But like, once we started seeing people collecting more, and you know, I I think someone said that they they were like big pencil erasers, and kind of they are in a way. But like, once you start amassing a collection and you start taking it seriously, like premium packaging is important and then like they're perfect for autographs now with the new box and you can display them we got trading cards on the back so like these are all things we did take feedback from people that complained about stuff and you know we're always constantly trying to make new products for them and make the product better and you know more user-friendly um we have a bunch of like really good ones in the mix uh that i really can't talk about but like oh we're very excited about the future of it but 
Yeah, it, it's been great to see people collecting them. We're very happy that you guys have been championing them, and uh, you got a big part of the collection now with all your variants and stuff. But uh, see, I'm also bummed that like because I was myself and and frank the the operations manager we we've done every single crate like when ryan purchased you know progressing crates it was our job to do it yeah yeah, we're the ones in charge of it and like myself i was not aware how big like the community was for micro brawlers because i remember when like right around the time i think like when when you joined and when like when you as well dave like when everyone was starting to join that's when like we got smartened up so i was like this whole thing and just seeing how like passionate these people were and like i had some older ones that i was like hey like if you guys here buy them like especially if it's going to help you amass your collection because yeah. it was just a, like for a while when we do the crates i'd just be like oh hey ryan i'm gonna take one of these i'm gonna take one of these and it wasn't with all of them like there was definitely some that i wish i would have taken you know because I probably could have made you know a, a pretty penny or two off of them, but it was definitely one of those like okay these these are the ones that I want, and then the rest of them like here you guys buy them, but then it is also that like you mentioned like hey do you also have this and it is the one the one thing I wish that I hadn't done was let people know that I work here because now it's hey do do Can you I guys do you guys have any uh, Taz's laying around no we haven't had yeah. those for, we haven't had those for this thing yeah. do you have any this right. do you have any of that and I'm like. It's three. It's three in the morning. I just finished a fucking sixteen-hour shift. I don't want to talk about micro brawlers with you, <laughs> like while I'm trying to decompress from yeah. you know uh, having worked for so much. But I mean, again, like if, if anyone from because I know some people from the micro brawler group do listen. We are we aren't talking about we're talking about the bad eggs because again, it's it's like with everything you mentioned on Twitter. How, I'm sure for every hundred tweets about how much they love. Uh, Matt Cardona, you know, it's always going to be the the few that are just like, oh fuck him with the hot take. Yeah, yeah with, with the hot take that you're going to remember. Um, but no, like I, I'm also excited, you know, because I am privy to some of the stuff that is coming with the micro brawlers. And I, like you mentioned, I think it's cool. Like I think that it, the the fact that more people are talking about it now, more so than they have in the past, like awesome. And like it's as much as they are just like you mentioned a, a giant eraser yeah. they are something fun and cool to have like i have all my ones that i love on display and yeah. i know i the whole the whole concept reminds me of those little pink muscle men you get in like the quarter machines and i like just way way, way better way you better know? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I just i just love everything about them um and you know admittedly like i wasn't in on them from day one but uh, now I've gone back and I've got everybody who I think I need. Uh, my 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 rules, my list is obviously me in the podcast, uh, people I'm friends with, and then guys like I grew up watching. So like I like to, for me that I had to go get uh, this week. Piper uh, and uh, Bulldog came in, and who was the other one that was like a lot of money? Um, Piper, Bulldog, Steamboat. I was like, Jesus. And these like were loose, like not even in the bag. So, uh, I, I, I love, like, I'm not getting these to flip them or anything. I don't, I don't like, you know, I don't necessarily want them because they have value, but I like that, you know, we're, we're building, I say, we, I have nothing to do with this, but I like that you guys are building this line and I see, I I can just see like the snowball kind of rolling down the hill and picking up steam, picking up momentum and getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, and I just, I just don't understand why people would not want something they're a fan of to get more popular and get bigger because 
yes, there are going to be some some hard to get ones, but like, what if like you know we get a ring? You know, <laughs> what if we get? I, I don't know. Like the sky's kind of the limit. At least there's there's more possibilities this way as opposed to just getting them in a crate. You know, like yeah. I don't know. So but again, that's just my opinion. So major wrestling figure podcasts, uh, micro ballers, not counting. Uh, like, what are some of your favorites? Like, I know, like, I always, I love the Eddie Guerrero one. Like, it's simple, but it's just because it's Eddie and it, it looks way more like him than, like, the weird WWE one that they tried making of him. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Those, those, and another thing, all the, the bootlegs that, like, you know, they suck. They're horrible. They well, it's laughable. They don't even stand up. Like they I, don't stand, they don't stand up. You know, it, if it was just oh whatever, these are a little bit more flatter and taller than the you know the ones we have. That's fine. But like I purchased like from because it came with it. It was like from WWE. It was like an Eddie Guerrero uh, pro wrestling crate box, basically. Yeah. What the fuck they were doing? And you I remember that, you got that hot sauce. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was oh, disgusting. But I got it, and I was just like oh. This thing doesn't even stand. Like, I had to put it up against... They're, like, like, floppy or something. I had to put it up against my Blu-rays so that it would stand up against something because everywhere else it felt as opposed to uh, the microballer that stands up perfectly. But what are some of your favorite ones? Like, I mean, again, yours not counting. Um, I I love the the Hornswoggle because he's so much smaller. I love that. Um, and I love like the, the, the dreamer with the the kendo stick and the blood and the blood and the blood isn't just painted on. It's like molded on. Um, I, and I love that with these, you know, they're all unique and they're all doing their poses. So whether it's, you know, Raven, you know, and I love that we get guys, of course, like, first of all, it's super cool that we're getting, you know, warrior and, and macho King, but I think it's just as cool that we're getting, you know, the blue meanie and, and what I love about it is that they're all in scale. They're in the same universe. So like on your display, you could have blue meanie ultimate warrior cult cabana. You could have all these people who would, you know, from different eras, different uh, promotions, and they all are so uniform and, and like, that's not really been done. Um, like ever really. So I think that's in the, especially now in the, the modern era where we're, we're, you're, you guys are able to take from all over the place. Uh, you know, I think that's super cool. Yeah. I, that's also one of those things where, like, you, they're pretty much all the same size. Again, you, I think, like, the, the Andre might be a little bigger and, like, the Swaggle might be a little smaller, but that's how it should be. Vader's going to be a, right. a little bit, like, a quarter inch bigger because of the helmet, too, so. I, we, we'll just, it, that, yeah. that one's understandable. Um, yeah, it's, I'm, again, with the boxes, like, they also, like, you, they just, they look so much nicer. Like, even when they came yeah. in, because when all the ones that came in that we had to, like, count and make sure everything was there, that was one of those things where it was just like, oh, wow. Yeah, this is so much nicer. Cause he, up. Yeah. He, yeah, like you mentioned. I mean, even me with uh, the ones that I still have in bag, which isn't a lot. It's just it's like the maybe like a handful of ones that I still have in the bags. Like here in the office, like I have all like the to- we have all our toys displayed and everything. But like, what the fuck am I going to what am I going to do with uh, the little bag? It's just thumbtack them to the wall. Right. Uh um, so I know another thing that you're a big fan of is Back to the Future, which again here at the shop, super like. Yeah. Have you? I don't know if you. I the interview you did with Ryan. I wish you would. Did you get into any Back to the Future with him? Because I don't know if you know this about him, but He's like a giant. He had a like it for his wedding. He did like a whole Back to the Future video where like. Uh, he, obviously he's Marty and his wife. Uh, you know, um, well no, she wasn't Doc Brown. She was uh, what's her name, Lorraine? No, that's a mom. Oh god, I'm forgetting her name now. 
but it was he's a big back to the future fan and like uh with like it was the 35th anniversary or the 30th anniversary right now there's so there's like been a huge influx of like back to the future toys um have you been getting any of those yeah i mean that's another talk about neca who's making these toys Uh, there were there were no back to the future figures in the 80s it didn't exist you know so it's crazy that they're coming out now um you know uh Super Seven, and I think they might have been partnered with Funko when they did the the reactions a couple years ago, and then Super Seven just released like Series Two. Uh, those are cool because they're they look like how they would have how they would have looked if they came out in the eighties. Yeah, like the five uh, points the, of articulation. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, but these these NECA ones are just uh, incredible. Um, Back to the Future was something I always loved, and I never you know I didn't see it in the theater. I didn't see any of them in the theater. I got introduced to Back to the Future through the ride at Universal Studios in Florida. Florida. Uh, I, I love the ride so much that, that that made me a fan of the franchise before I even really got into the movies. It was just because of the ride and the, the, the pre-show and, and everything like that. So I felt connected to the, the story and the characters through that. Uh, but now, you know, I, I love it. Um, I hope they never remake it. I hope they leave it alone. Um, but it, it's, it's great now that we're getting all these, these, these figures and not just figures like nostalgia is in all all across the board, wrestling, pop culture everywhere. Like, you know, like you can get a back to the future t-shirt in target or Ninja turtles or ghostbusters or the ultimate warrior or macho man. Like you couldn't get that stuff in like 96, 97, 98, you know, you couldn't do that. You know, it wasn't in, you know, it's all that stuff is, is coming back around. And, uh, luckily, not all of it's getting remade, like like Turtles has been remade and, and Ghostbusters, but you know the originals. You can get the original Ghostbusters. I was just at Walmart. They they have, they have. Not only do they have the the real Ghostbusters re released from the eighties, they have like brand new Ghostbusters one figures, like yeah. brand new, which we never had in the eighties. So it's just a, a great time if you're a big nerd like me and obviously you guys to to be alive and and. And that stigma, it, it, it's breaking. I don't, it, you know, it's 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 the proof is in the figures that are being made and being sold and being resold. You know, we're we're breaking it all together. Yeah, I I really feel like action figures and like anime are kind of the last frontiers because we've seen like comic books were nerdy, now they're popular. You know, and then comic book movies like. Who would have thought Marvel movies would have been like the highest grossing movies of all time? You know, and then like all these little things that people would get made fun of as kids are now billion dollar industries and so yeah toy collecting i see is on the rise anime is getting real popular uh, it's cool to see with back to the future uh yeah that is also a thing like first off i'm jealous that you actually got to go on the ride because by the time by the time i got to go to universal it would like they had just replaced it with a simpsons ride like to the mm, point where they, right. you know, they do the little like oh this used to be the back to the future ride um, yeah <laughs> Which I was just like, well, but I, I mean, from I, from what I've heard, is it was pretty much just like the Simpsons one. Yeah, and if you have the 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 Blu-ray DVD, or I'm sure it's on YouTube, you mm-hmm. can watch the the ride footage. Oh uh, yeah, I, I I've got the the special this the Blu-ray one. Yeah, <laughs> I'm also I, I say I was over here. Ryan's a huge wrestling fan, as if I'm not thrown with a Back to the Future half sleeve tattoo. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. How do you? So it's I'm always interested with with any Back to the Future fan because for a while, like even with me growing up, uh, it was always like the general. I mean, at least with me, I love the second one more than i do the first one but i i love them both like you know it's it's slightly just uh i'm like 
I, I slightly just love the second one more than the first one, but they're both perfect to me. Yeah. But and yeah, the third, I lo- oh, third one, woof. And the third one, <laughs> it was one that like, yeah, everyone is always like woof. But I, I went back and rewatched it the other day, and I was like, it's not bad. It's not bad. Like it's definitely doesn't. You could definitely tell which one of these three was like, ah, it's Steven Spielberg probably just need some well, cash right you, now you could tell yeah they went to the well one too many times on that one but well didn't something happen where two and three were supposed to be the same movie but then it was too long so they just broke them into two didn't something like that happen maybe i th- i think about if i think the correct me if i'm wrong but i believe it was like halfway through production they were just like we can't do they're like yeah why don't we just split this into two and that's where where that came to be which i mean it's fine but it, it is also like with the third one it does kind of just feel like they're stretching, you know, where it's like, what? Yeah, they're, ha- they're totally stretching. And, the, and you know, the, the second one works so well because they're like redoing the, the scenes and the jokes. But when you get to the third movie, it's like, OK, like it yeah. works. But it's like one more like the third. The third was enough. Yeah, yeah it's like the, the third time you see the, you know, they're chasing Marty and then they get, you know, uh, swamped with manure bit. Like, right. It, it's definitely just like, oh, OK. Yeah. Uh, were you did you ever watch the show at all? Because, again, with like the resurgence of Back to the Future stuff, I've noticed a lot of the animated show like figures being out like especially at target um and like myself i i vaguely remember the cartoon um didn't really watch again i maybe watch like an episode here too but uh it's just not a show that i hear a lot of like back to the future fans talk about was it something that you ever watched yeah so if i saw it i i don't remember um i vaguely remember i think there was like burger king or mcdonald's toys um but that's another thing that i purposely won't watch because i don't want to get the toys <laughs> because the NECA toys they look great uh but i just don't have the space for them and i i feel like if i watched the show and i liked it i'd have to get the toys that's fair that's yeah, fair. fair um so just kind of as, as we uh wind down here um I believe we asked you. Yeah, we asked you on the last one. So since since we've last spoken, is there anything new that you've amassed that like you would consider your holy grail? I mean, micro brothers probably being, but like for someone who's just constantly toy collecting, like you, like is there is there one piece that you're still out there on the hunt for, or have you pretty much at this point just you know found that white whale of yours? Uh, so what's pretty what's pretty cool about collecting? Um, and it's not just wrestling figures. I think it's all, all types of figures is that like the Holy grails and the white whales, like they just keep showing up. There's always another Thing, one. <laughs> things you didn't know, uh, were out there. Things you didn't know existed. Um, so uh, a couple of weeks ago there was this, uh, I got it in the mail, this LJN, the company who made the wrestling figures in the eighties. Uh, this this like I don't know maybe it's like eight to ten inches this Hulk Hogan where you squeeze the legs uh, I think it was called like it was supposed to be called muscle grip these never came out you squeeze the leg and like the arms raise up um, it was on the back of one of the packages uh, in the 80s uh, it was a Hulk Hogan and a Macho Man and I knew about this Hogan for about a year or two because I've been dealing with this LJN employee who I've gotten a couple things from and he's always had it, but the price has always been like way too high, like way too high. Um, and then finally, uh, I just broke down a couple weeks ago and I, I bought it and, uh, admittedly, like I kind of regretted it. I was like, you know what? Like this was a lot of money, like way more than I should have spent, blah, 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 blah. But it's cool, I guess. Maybe I can resell it. 
And then like, <laughs> this is, I said, I say figure fate, but I, I hadn't, I talked about it on the podcast. I didn't like publicly put it on social media yet, but I, I posted it in one of, uh, I'm in like this, this LJN Facebook group. And then somebody who runs an unreleased wrestling figures, Instagram page, he posted it, right? Which fine, go ahead. Yeah. And then somebody contacted him, try to stay, stay with me. I guess a little confusing. <laughs> so somebody contacted him and said, I have the matching macho man. Holy. So then this guy unreleased wrestling figures contacted me <laughs> and say, this guy claims to have the macho man. Here's his info. Talk to him. So, uh, I started talking to the guy and he sent me a picture, and sure enough, it was there, like at his desk from work, the matching Macho Man. So I'm like, I need to get this. And we made a deal. Uh, it wasn't necessarily shady, but it wasn't. I wasn't very confident about the deal. Uh, I was like, all right, this thing might not show up. And he got, sent me the tracking number. I'm like, okay, well, maybe he just sent an empty box. I'm like, I just didn't feel right about the deal. It was just kind of like, what are the odds that I would get this thing right after I finally bought the other one? Uh, and then, of course, with how the USPS has been delayed, it was like it was delayed for like a week. I'm like, oh, my God. Long story short, I finally got it. I opened it. It's legit, the real thing. So I've, now I have the matching, unreleased Hulk Hogan and Macho Man uh, muscle grip LJN figures, which so, I'm about to post on social media. So by the time this comes out, it'll probably be out there. So no, no buyer's remorse anymore. No, now that I have the Macho, <laughs> uh, I, I'm very, uh, I'm happy. Which is always the fun part too with toy collecting when you. Uh, when you purchase like you know you finally purchase that one thing that you've been waiting like for me this was a while back it was the um um marty mcfly on the hoverboard funko pop like before they started doing more oh, back to the future yes 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 and that one like we were it was us at some random toy fair like some it was in some like gymnasium I went to like the surrounding suburbs here and I went with a friend of the show, stupid Michael and he, cause him and his wife, they, they run a, a, a toy business, M3 toys and primarily Funko pops. And so they were looking for some like special ones they could put in like their, their grab bag boxes. And I see that Marty and he's talking to the guy and I'm just like, you're already buying like 10 fucking Funko pops from him. Ask him, <laughs> ask him how much he wants for that one. Ask him how much, and like the guy sees me, he's just like, "Oh, how much do you want to spend on this?" I'm like, Phew. "I'm like, all right, well, I, I, oh, I hate that. Oh, mm -hmm. make me an offer. I hate that. Just we, give me a price. Tell me what exactly. You want. Yeah. And I think that he had to ticket it because at then it was a little bit more higher value. I believe at that point it was like going for like one sixty, one eighty, and I'm just, I, and I was just, I just shot my shot. I was like eighty bucks. He goes done. Which in my head I was like, there fuck it. Go. I was like, I should have gone for sixty, but uh, again, it was that, and then. Like coming home with it, I was like, "Oh, why did I spend eighty dollars on this?" Like you know. <laughs> but then now that I have it, and I now, especially now that I see how much it's going for, because it is now a little bit more of a, a heavier ticket item, okay. it definitely one that I don't regret. You know, spending that money on. Conversely, I had a friend who she was working the uh, uh, the New York Comic Con when they released the the Marty in the the hazmat suit. Yes, and, yes. And, and she was like, Kay, do you want me? And this was for like the brief year and a half that I wasn't collecting. She goes, Hey, do you want me to pick one up for you? You know, I'll, I'll ship it to you. Don't worry. And I'm like, Nah, I'm like, it's okay. It was like, I don't need it. And then I wound up spending like 120 bucks off uh, eBay because 
that, yeah it. because now i needed it and i i wanted to, it was it took me three times to get it because uh first time it got lost in the mail which hey whatever you know i it happens second time the guy just never shipped it like i paid for it and it was one of those like oh this is too good to be true of a price and sure right. enough is what it was uh and then finally that third time i was just convinced it was never going to show up and there was like problems with usps because that was very early on into the pandemic when again there was like problems with the mail but once it finally showed up it, that was one of those things where i was like if i can if i can get it then and there i will fucking get it then and there because i like, guess fun as it was looking for you know something within my budget of what i wanted to spend on that figure having to do it three separate times oh yeah. i was i was like nope this is it this is the last time i'm doing it but yeah. uh well like for me i got a couple white whales one, I, I commissioned a shredder helmet from the movie and i've been waiting for like a half a year to get it and this guy has been oh like, man He's been like, and I understand COVID shut his shop down and he's got, a, and I should be getting it anytime now. But then like my, my other one, uh, I have an almost complete NECA movie turtles collection. I'm waiting for super shredder and like the accessories for the, like they released an accessories pack with like uh pizzas and a TV and shit. Um, but like, oh, I totally forgot about that. Damn, yeah. I ordered that too. Yeah. I've been waiting for months and they said they're shipping in December. I haven't seen anything yet, but um, also, you you tipped me off to like Loot Crate was doing a Ninja Turtles box, and they had a, a spirit of Splinter. Yes, yes. And I was a day late. You're like, go go check it now. And I went. I was like a day late, and like I've been looking online, and these guys, they're really putting me to the grindstone trying to get me to show oh, up some bucks. But uh, yeah, I want that spirit of Splinter so bad. But it's a cool figure. That that's one that I kept uh, in the package. It looks I, good. Yeah, it looks great in the package. Certain things I. I uh, keep in the pit like they just another one of the loot crate ones was like um, it's like the electrocuted one turtle from yes. uh, I think it's like the shell shocked from yes. uh, the, the the arcade and you can see the, the way it's <laughs> yes and the way it's like positioned in the box like there's no way I could get it to stand like that yep. if I took it out so I just kept it in the box yeah Matt we love having you on um i I think at some point uh when they start releasing some more star wars stuff and when we all have amassed some more toys we'll have to get back on here and uh gush about how much we love our toys and how much we love our uh really nerdy shit but uh where can people find you and your podcast yeah so on social media it's at the matt cardona and at the major wf pod uh the major wrestling figure podcast Every Friday, wherever you get your podcast, it's uh, just myself and Brian Myers just talking about all things figures, whether it be the news or some past stuff or what we got that week. And then also on Wednesdays, we have the most ridiculous thing in wrestling, the FWF, the Figure Wrestling Federation, where we have drafted two separate rosters uh, from late. Uh, 90s figures and we rebook the attitude era with these figures it's basically fantasy booking uh and then we do the figure photography it is ridiculous um <laughs> i don't know if it's a good ridiculous or bad ridiculous but it's a lot of fun so check those out all right well there you go hopefully hopefully next time you come around we'll figure out you can tell us exactly how the 90s pan out for this uh wrestling figure <laughs> federation of yours <laughs> yeah Thank you again to Matt Cardona for that interview. Uh, I actually went back and well, I started rewatching um, Back to the Future 2 after yeah. we, we had had that conversation. We recorded this like a week or two ago. Um, yeah. And I got to say, kind of like with uh, with the Star Wars movies, 
I don't hate Back to the Future three, you know, especially because like, oh, I hate it. Really, oh. I'm much worse. I I generally hate um, pop culture western stuff to begin. Like I don't mind westerns, like Fistful of Dollars, you know, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, a few dollars more. Like I love especially spaghetti westerns, but like um, I, there's something about like pop culture western stuff that's like cringy to me because you know they're always doing like the saloon doors and like people falling off of roofs and just like anytime they shoehorn western stuff into like an existing thing i, I don't like it no you know i i that's fair i can totally agree with yeah. that because like truth be told that was that was my initial concern about westworld where i did yeah. it, i did not want to watch westworld because i thought that's what it was yeah, to me, they're one of the one of the people that have done it well. Oh, yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah. I I implore everyone to, who's listening Please to go watch, watch go watch Westworld. Yeah. There was a while where this was the Westworld podcast, uh, yeah. and that was all we talked about. But um, you know, I, I mentioned that you know, there's been a lot of things I've been watching. Last night, uh, I couldn't sleep, and so what do I do? I normally go on YouTube and just like, all right, well, let's see what I can find. And there was some video that popped up that was like, uh, it was like, oh, the the timeline of Power Rangers explained. To which, I, to which, and it was like a twenty minute video, and in my yeah. head I was like, what? Like, why? Why would you need twenty minutes to explain this? And uh, I started watching it, and actually learned like a fair amount of like things. You know, it was like it was one of those. Uh, so like the first six seasons of Power Rangers, it's like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers through uh, Power Rangers in Space. Like pretty much, it's called like the the you know like the the Zordon, uh, you know era because he's he's the main protagonist throughout the whole thing. And you know they granted these basically the same story going around. You know um, and there was like a lot of stuff where I was like learning about through that, where they were kind of just like, Oh, okay. You know, uh, you know, 10 million years before this, this happens. And then, you know, this many years later, this happens. It's kind of just like, Oh yeah, of course, you know, like of course in 1987, uh, this happens along with this happens along with this happens because you have to set up the origins for these villains, you know? So it is kind of all congruent with one another and like all happening at the same time. But, you know, like, it's not like in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, you're going to be like, oh, this little girl in space just got kidnapped and she's about to be an evil fucking space witch. Like, no, they're not going to talk about that, you know, not until until later on in the series where they'll be like, oh, yeah. So it, it was just a lot of like filling in the dates and filling in the times of like, oh, this happened and then that happened. And then, you know, again, just very nerdy. Like, if any of you guys are Power Ranger fans, yeah. I would suggest finding it. And then there was like, some I'll get more Power Ranger like rabbit holes like I went down. There's some YouTube channel where they were like Power Ranger conspiracy theories, which I'm I'm usually uh, I'm a, usually a fan of conspiracy theories, depending who or how the videos are being done. It, you know, it's usually like oh okay, this is pretty interesting. These not so much. It was a lot of <laughs> it, it was a lot of uh, spending a little too much time on uh, Reddit and trying to yeah. like piece together things that weren't there 
you know, like shoehorning in ideas. Oh yeah, yeah, like very yeah. much. This guy's like, uh, Lord Zed was the White Ranger, and let me tell you why. And it's like, well, no, if you follow Power Rangers lore, the Power Ranger lore, uh, they had to specifically create that brand new for Tommy Oliver. So no, <laughs> you know, like very much one of those things where it's like, oh, somebody, I see where you're coming from, but no, because. The whole history of said character is that he was brand new. Um, but yeah. it's very fun. Like, if you guys have time and you guys are Power Ranger fans, uh, check some of that stuff out because it is always just interesting to, like, especially to see how long it spanned. Because there's, de- there's like, I, I guess what I was trying to get at, you know, it's been going on for, for like, almost 30 years now. And, um, yeah, and, and the interesting thing, thing to me was like there's the one timeline where like oh it's all everything is is canon everything is history but there are two separate timelines one in which the dinosaurs never went extinct yeah that's fucked up uh and then another one which is like mad max fury roadish kind of where it's just like yeah machines took over and you know so that's life but again those things kind of just exist in their own separate timelines uh but yeah very fun um not as fun as like all your craft making though dave i know you we uh <laughs> we we're off off the mic we're talking about uh some of these crafts that you've been up to which i actually went to the hobby lobby yesterday and was overwhelmed with how much arts and crafts that there were but uh yeah, oh, yeah. Why, why don't you talk a little bit about this? Because uh, we talked a lot about wrestling action figures, you know, <laughs> with uh, Matt, and uh, I almost kind of wish you would have brought this up with him. Well, what's funny is, um, so if you're a big wrestling fan, uh, you might know about the Playgirl spread that Shawn Michaels did. And so, like, last time Matt Cardona and Kurt Hawkins were at the shop, I think they were doing their their – major wrestling figure podcast live show in Chicago. Um, he laughed because I had a, I had a naked Hulk Hogan doll (laughs) posed like Shawn Michaels from the playgirl spread. And then when we were talking with Matt, I I just, and I kind of had this idea in my head for a while. I figured, why don't I do that with an actual Shawn Michaels action figure? And then I went down this deep rabbit hole of like, I had to find the proper, like, uh, what is it? The elite series from Mattel. I had to find the proper face for Shawn Michaels and then the proper hair. And then a body where he had, uh, like a hairy chest and his tattoo on his arm. And then he's naked. So he has to have naked legs, but like almost everyone, you know, and pro wrestling has boots or knee pads. So I combined <laughs> Shawn Michaels' upper body with Matt Riddle's legs because he, he has bare feet. And then the thigh joints of Drew McIntyre. And then I painted the trunks, you know, skin color. And as this is starting to come together, I got the idea. I was like, well, you know, he in the picture, he's got the belt covering up his junk. And then there's a back of the centerfold where you see his butt. I was like, I might as well mold his butt onto the trunks and then i was like but everyone's gonna move the title belt and go haha is this wiener there and i was like how funny would it be if his wiener was there (laughs) (laughs) 
I sat there sculpting a Shawn Michaels wiener and ball sack onto this figure with epoxy sculpt. And my, my, my stepsons are like, what are you doing? I was like, Hey, I'm making art here. Come on. So I made it, painted it up. It's sitting on my desk. I got a new title coming in so it could cover his wiener properly. And you know, we're all about modesty. And so, um, it's sitting on my desk. So if any of you come through the shop, um, I know we're, you know, you got to wear a mask if you want to see it, but I'll show it to you. Um, and then also I've been, I took a, a Funko pop head of Michael Jordan that I, I used for like a Darth Vader thing that I did. And I'm sculpting a scra- uh, crane little sculpture out of that. So I've been having fun with crafts and you guys can do it too. It's very easy. It's very therapeutic. And like, to, like to me, I'm always in front of a computer for my job, for my recreation. I love playing video games, but it's also nice to just kind of have music on in the background and like do something tactile and create something. So it's just fun and simple. Um, I might show some censored pictures of Shawn Michaels, uh, you know, for our Instagram viewers, but um, yeah, it's been pretty fun. Ooh, you gotta make sure you're following us then, you know, at yep. uh, PWTCast on Instagram and Twitter so you can uh, see a sneak peek of uh, <laughs> of the Shawn Michaels. Yeah, yeah we'll it, blur it, but if you squint your eyes, maybe you'll see us later. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, I've, like started, uh, I've started reading as well. You know, a friend of the show, yeah. uh, Caitlin, she, she sent me a book and I've I you know I received some books over over the holidays as uh, presents, and so uh, yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna try and read I'm gonna try and read as many books as I can in, in 2021. Uh, reading used to be a huge passion of mine, and again now by the fact by the virtue of you're kind of just in front of a screen reading all day anyway, um, it is a little harder for me to read. I'm not gonna lie, but uh, it's it is a goal of mine, you know. Uh, it's everyone's like, oh, new year, new me, new resolutions. Yeah, there's things I'm working on. You know, like I'm not gonna boldly no announce it. Unlike unlike the first episode of the PWT cast in which I I boldly claim I'm going to get a six pack for the Jericho Cruise. Uh, <laughs> I'm not making any bold claims this time. You know, it's uh, something I want to work on and something I want to to do for the betterment of me. You know, just. Yeah. Uh, just kind of switch it up because I, I can only listen. I can only sit around rewatching uh, Fargo and the Leftovers so much before <laughs> it's like you should probably do something productive with your time. So, yeah, to what end? Well, like for me, like I never really believed in like uh, New Year's resolutions because, like, let's be honest, if you had to take like a statistic, you'd probably say like more than half of the people fail mm-hmm. at the goal that they set out, and like it's always it's always nice to make a goal at the beginning of the year because it's like, Oh, it's clean slate. But like, that's when you're at your most optimistic and you're less, you're least realistic. Mm-hmm. So like I, I've probably made the same new year's resolution every year for the last maybe 20 years where I just want to be a kinder, gentler, nicer person. And I think it's, if you ask my wife, she'd probably say it's, it's been working and, and this, and it's something easy that you can do that, you know, it's nice to other people, not just for yourself. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's do what you can. You know, don't don't set off these goals of uh you know, I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be a millionaire this year. Uh yeah, six hundred pounds. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna lose yeah, I'm gonna lose three hundred pounds in the yeah 
become a millionaire and marry a supermodel. Maybe that stuff happens. And if it does, God bless you and more power to you. Um, but I just don't want anyone to put that kind of unwanted pressure on themselves and then, you know, feel feel bad about themselves when they put these unrealistic goals in front of them and didn't accomplish them. Uh, but, yeah. you know, so again, this is uh, the first PWT cast of the year. Um, excited. We're, we're literally three fourths of the way to episode 100, which of course will feature uh, founder, CEO of Pro Wrestling Tees, Ryan Barkin. So super excited about that. Uh, you know, we have a lot of fun stuff that we're cooking up here for you guys. So uh, very excited for, for, you know, for us to grow and for you guys to be there along for the journey because, uh, you know, we, we love all you guys. Most of you guys have received all your Christmas cards. If, if any of you that I told you you were going to get a Christmas card hasn't for some reason received theirs, uh, let me know. Uh, I don't I don't think there's any of you guys that haven't received it yet. But, I mean, again, with the mail, with the mail being the way it is and was, uh, you know, I want to just make sure nothing got lost. Uh, yeah. But David, I'm looking at the clock right now, and it looks like it's that time where uh, I've run out of things to say. And I too have run out of the things to say. All right, you guys. Well, for everyone here at the PWT cast, I've been Scrump. This is Stank. And this is friend of the show, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega here, friend of the show. Unfortunately, we've run out of things to say, and so, well, we must bid you adieu. So, until next time at the PWT's cast, goodbye and good night. Bang. Bang.